0: The Profitable Designer Show is the best show in the industry for design businesses to learn about building offers, traffic, marketing, sales, and ultimate business mastery. Patrick O'Connell is the founder of ProfitableDesigner.com, a global movement of designers who are turning their expertise and set into its most profitable and long-term business model. Now, here's your host, Patrick O'Connell. Okay, so what we're going to be discussing today is the fact that the design client is not always right. So this just comes off the back of just a few conversations I've been having with a few students going through my design authority training program and just a few design business owners that I've been chatting to in the industry over the last couple of days. It's going to be a pretty quick one, but I just wanted to air some thoughts on this idea and this notion about, you know, who is right and is our design client, you know, the person that we should be listening to and treating as the gospel, all right? Um, Obviously, this phrase, the client and the customer is always right, was coined, you know, back in the retail days. So the guy, his name was, I'm just bringing it up now, Harry Gordon, his name was, founder of Selfridges, you know, back in the early 1900s, came up with the phrase, the customer is always right. Um, And this probably rings pretty true, when it comes to you know the retail environment and the retail market but unfortunately in the client facing business realm and especially now you know as we hit 2019 listening and being reactive to your clients and the people that you're trying to attract in your market is going to be really detrimental to your success so this is what i'm going to argue here i'm just going to give you a few you know, tidbits of information and just a few statements to to think about when it comes to how you position your design business, all right? And these are just my thoughts, but I'm going to try to justify each of these thoughts, all right? So the first thing is you're going to stay broke if you continue to listen to design clients, right? What happens when you listen to a design client and ask them what they want? they generally just say, oh, I'd also like this design service. and I'd like this design service and I'd like this as well. The reason that they come up with those answers is because they're framing you as a design solution, all right? They're not seeing you as a valuable problem solver. They're just seeing you as labor for hire. So when you ask them, what else would you like me to do for you? You know, they say other branches of design like website design or branding design, or maybe we need some business cards done or, you know, a sales presentation. And you can see that this is how a lot of design businesses respond because you go to the services page on their website and they offer like 150 different types of design services. And doing this is the easiest way to dilute, you know, the impact and the value that you can have on the market, all right? trying to be everything to everyone has never worked for anybody, all right? You might think, you know, I'm casting a really wide net, but because you are not focusing on solving a very valuable problem, that net is very weak and it's got a lot of holes in it, all right? So the opposite to listening to your design clients is taking on, yes, the information they provide you, but coming to your own informed opinion based on where you can provide the most value. All right, a lot of successful businesses are built on the belief that the customer doesn't actually know what they want. So companies like Tesla, Elon Musk, you know, if he was to ask the general market like what they'd be looking for in a car, a lot of them couldn't conceive that electric was you know a feasible probability because of people's understanding that lithium-ion batteries were inefficient and too expensive to produce. All right. Jeff Bezos, exactly the same. You know, all of the customers, if you were to ask them 10 years ago before he started pushing towards, you know, their current business model, they wouldn't be able to conceive uh, the size of the warehouses, the, you know, the intricacies of the logistics system that allows, you know, same-day delivery and the range of all of these fantastic products at low, cheap prices. They wouldn't be able to conceive these ideas in order to tell these, you know, business owners, these decision makers, you know, what they're expecting as a product and service. So you cannot expect your design clients to give you the magic words as to how you position your business moving forward either. You really need to, you know, come up with a strong opinion that your customers, your best customers don't actually know what they want. When you do this, you are automatically making a statement not only to yourself but to the market that the market doesn't know best, all right? And all of the people that get paid the most in their respective spaces are the people that are seen to as the go-to leader, as the knowledgeable expert, as the trusted advisor. So as a designer, you need to move yourself from just selling design labor, okay, which is where, a lot of designers are currently positioned. You know, They're pretty much just you know, a design employee who comes in, who does what they're told. You need to move away from this to becoming a trusted advisor, to becoming an expert that comes into a situation where you have a level of expertise where people look up to you because you're taking on the responsibility. And the only way to take on more responsibility, the only way to solve bigger problems is to understand that the market their understanding of what they need right now and what is gonna be of the most value to them is not entirely accurate, all right? So what you need to do is understand that if people aren't willing to fall in line with the way that you do things currently in your design business, it means that your offer or the value that you're offering your market just isn't strong enough. You know, if you're solving a really valuable problem for the market, People respect your opinion. You know, this is why everybody listens to a brain surgeon. If somebody goes in, you know, to a brain surgeon, they have a consultation and the brain surgeon says, look, you've got a clot in your brain. We need to operate literally right now. A hundred times out of a hundred, that patient is going to move straight in and go, yes, doctor, exactly what you say. When people go to a general practitioner though, and they might be a bit overweight and the doctor says that you need to eat less or you need to exercise more this barely gets taken with a grain of salt okay because it's the severity of the problem it's the value of the outcome is not as desirable and the situation is not as painful okay so you can see here that we want to be positioning ourselves as a brain surgeon as a very specialized expert and trusted advisor in a very narrow You know uh, bandwidth of specialty okay and this is our responsibility is to figure out you know what skill sets do we have our design skill sets our understanding of the industry and overlap those with you know the greatest opportunity and the biggest problems our market have and define ourselves as a specialist in this space the minute that we define ourselves as specialists it means that we can draw a line in the sand and say look You know, I can solve this problem for you, but it gets done my way, all right? The minute that people fall into line with you, they become much easier clients to deal with. They listen to your advice, they follow steps, and more importantly, they are willing to pay you much more money because what you're doing is providing them a valuable outcome and a desirable situation, all right? So even though, and I will get to the end here, a quick caveat. All right, even though we say the design client is not always right, there is one caveat to this. And it is, they might not always be right, but their decisions on where to invest generally are, okay? Design clients might not be good at telling us what they need, but the minute that you offer them something that could be a potential solution, their ability to identify whether it is going to be beneficial or good value to them is generally very sharp. Okay, so you hear a lot of designers saying, you know, my client just doesn't get the value of good design. This is a load of bullshit and this is not the way to be thinking. If somebody, you know, is of that belief, it means that they don't actually understand what is valuable to the business owner. So business owners are very in tune with identifying and seeing things that could potentially help their business and push them forward based on value. You know, how much something costs, in comparison to what it could probably or, you know, profitably provide in return. So understand that, you know, in regards to building an offer, in regards to defining our value as a design business owner and the services that we provide, that we should not be reactive. We should be going out to the market and trying to forecast, you know, the biggest problems that we can solve, not based on what people tell us, but what we see with our own eyes. Okay, but when it comes to, you know, people judging and determining whether our offer is valuable or not, the only opinion that matters is not ours as the designer, but it is the decision makers themselves. So that's it for today, guys. Hopefully, this has provided you a bit of insight as to, you know, how to think about, you know, the engagement and the relationships you go through with your design clients on a day to day basis. Um, any questions you have about building a desirable design offer, you know, building a better design business model, feel free to reach out Patrick at profitabledesigner.com. That's it for today, guys. See you soon.